We've got a mock draft to dive into here on Patriots today, but the bosses told us in our pre-show meeting that we can't do draft videos anymore, at least not for a while, unless we get 200 comments on today's show. So making it easy for you guys, just spam any down in the comments for New England. Spam it down below, that way we can keep bringing you this draft content. Don't let us or force us to do other type of videos. We got you covered. Spam any. We'll see you right now. On today's show, Dane Brugler of The Athletic, a personal favorite of Roley and myself, and when it comes to the NFL draft, released a two-round mock draft. So we're going to dive into it, figure out who he has the Patriots selecting, and Let's start with the first selection. That is number three overall, Marvin Harrison Jr. No QB here, which is interesting. He's got uh, the top two guys, Cale Williams to the Bears and Drake May uh, to the Washington Commanders. So instead of Jaden Daniels, instead of someone else, they're going to go with the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Here's what Brugler had to say on this selection. He said the Patriots were cruising to the number two pick until two wins in their final five games dropped them to number three. While that likely takes them out of contention for Williams or May, the Patriots still have several favorable options. With Bill Belichick no longer with the organization, there is a level of unknown here, especially considering New England leaves, needs help in so many areas. Despite questions about who will throw him the ball, though, drafting a legitimate number one target is the wise move. And Look, Roly, we've kind of talked about this. If the worst-case scenario here is you end up with Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah, maybe the QB situation next year isn't great, but that's certainly a building block for the foreseeable future. No, listen, the number one thing New England needs outside of quarterback is more weapons for that quarterback to throw the ball to. No offense to the wide receivers already on this team, but... I'll fire offense. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> they are not good. The only one... I would say I'd put two in the category of... You've got some people there. Kendrick Bourne, if he resigns, which he uh, kind of seems like he does want to resign, by the way. And Demario Douglas, the sixth-round pick out of Liberty from this past draft class. You've got two guys there that Douglas could be your slot, number three. Maybe Bourne can be that outside guy, but you need a bonafide number one, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is absolutely capable of doing that. He is the best wide receiver prospect coming out to the draft since Julio Jones and Kelvin Johnson. I'll stamp that. Harrison, I think you feel the same way. This guy's an absolute stud. Yeah, look, it's easier for receivers to translate to the NFL. We see it every year now. Um, I mean, Jordan Addison's flirting with 1,000 yards. Rushy Rice for the Chiefs. I mean, all year people bitched about the Chiefs receiving core. You look up at the end of the year, he almost had 1,000 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers. And they're not on the level of Marvin Harrison Jr. as a prospect. And quite frankly, Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze are probably ahead of those guys as well. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could step in and be a wide receiver one from day one. Now, he may not come in and be DeAndre Hopkins as a rookie and go for 1,400 yards or something like that, but I don't think a 1,000-yard season for him as a rookie is off the table. I think he can completely transform an offense. If that means that you're not getting your long-term franchise quarterback, I think that's okay. I, I view this, at least on the offensive side of the ball, probably as a two-year rebuild, like, Add as much talent as you can this year and then pick and choose which gaps to fill the following year. And 
really be ramped up for 2025. Now, that being said, if you love Jaden Daniels or if Drake May is sitting there at three and you feel good about him, you should go in that direction if you feel like that's a franchise-caliber quarterback. But if you're unsure, hey, take the sure thing. Like, you got a lot of holes to fill offensively. So uh, Marvin Harrison, I still think, is the best player in this prospect. I think he's the safest player in this prospect. Uh, and uh, this is you'll find this interesting, Rolly, if you want to chime in on this as well. I was listening to another podcast recently. Over the last 25 years or so, the first non-quarterback taken in the draft, it's almost can't miss. Like, whoever the first non-QB player drafted is almost never doesn't pan out. Like, at worst, they're, like, a solid starter, and most often they're pro, pro Bowl, all-pro caliber players. So, like, while these teams miss on quarterbacks all the time, the high level, especially the first player that gets taken in the draft every year that's not a quarterback is almost can't miss every year. And I would put Marvin Harrison in terms of a projection standpoint on that even higher than a lot of the guys in recent years that have been the first non-quarterbacks taken. So, again, like, you can't really afford to miss with this pick. So, if you're unsure at quarterback, just take Marvin. Chances are he's going to be a 10-year uh, high-level player, probably multi-time Pro Bowl or maybe an All-Pro. Yeah, I know I've kind of echoed this thought pretty heavily lately, and I've been on record saying this, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. at pick number three over Jaden Daniels, and I am not hesitating. The only two players that I am willing to take over Marvin Harrison Jr. is Caleb Williams and Drake May, whether that be through a trade-up to two or one, or whether that be you hold firm at three. Maybe Washington really likes Caleb. They trade up to one. Chicago takes MHJ at two, and Drake May falls in your lap at three. I know yep. a lot of y'all are scared of Drake May, have no clue why. To me, he's no doubt the second-best quarterback in this draft class. Would have went number one in last year's draft, by the way. You take MHJ over Jaden Daniels, and you do not hesitate. I'd argue um, even maybe potentially taking him over another guy, too, like Drake May maybe, but I'm firmly on May, Williams, then MHJ. If some crazy shit happens, that's that's what I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, and that's why picking third, like, sure, it's – it sucks they're not picking two with a surefire opportunity at one of the top two guys. But if you get MHJ, I don't see how you're upset with it. Like, maybe it's not the best outcome for the long term of the franchise, but I still think it's a pretty damn good outcome. So if you'd be happy with Marvin Harrison at three, type Y for yes. If for some reason you wouldn't, type in for no. Let us know in the comment section below. I hit the subscribe button. Uh, like we said, get the comments flowing so we can do more draft content. But assuming those comments hit, we want to do more videos. Our own mock drafts reacting to top expert mock drafts, player profiles. I think we'll take a look at some draft targets soon, realistic players in range uh, for the number three pick. We'll do trade-up options, trade-down options, trade ideas with the number three pick. Lots to come here on Patriots Today, so hit that subscribe button. A personal favorite of Nick Roloff's, a.k.a. Roley, Bo Nix going pick number 34, and Roley and I are big fans of uh, – of Dame Brugler, but uh, this, this pick stinks. This is throwing a curve on to things. Stay tuned. Rolly's got a rant on this one, uh, but we do got to tell you guys about our sponsor first. That is Prize Picks. That is what today's show is sponsored by. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the code CLNS. Going to get your deposit match up to $100 when you sign up today. It is divisional round in the NFL playoffs, and Let's go more, baby. Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, more. We like a little shootout out west between the 49ers and the Red Hot Packers. 
Uh, both these quarterbacks, I think, are going to have strong days. So 10 to win 30 here on a two-player entry, which is three times your winnings if you max it out. Uh, also, if you do a six-player entry, uh, you can win 25 times your money. So there are real opportunities to cash in and cash in big. So take advantage, pricefix.com slash CLNS. Use the code CLNS to get started today. Before Roley sounds off on this selection, let's hear what uh, draft expert Dane Brugler has to say. He says, the NFL feedback on Knicks is interesting. Some believe he can sneak his way into the top 25, while others see him as a third-round pick. The reality is uh, he will probably fall somewhere in the middle. Knicks, who was born two months after the Patriots hired Belichick, understands where to go with the football, and his scrambling can give defenses fits. Roley, the floor is yours, my friend. Keep Bo Knicks away from my football team. This guy stinks. I do not want him anywhere near Foxborough. I'm going to tell you right now, I have went back on a take to try to convince myself in the cope in the past. If Bo Nix ends up on the New England Patriots after the 2024 NFL draft, <laughs> I will come on a video and I will say that this pick stinks and I have no faith in the front office anymore because he is not a good football player. I'm telling you right now, do not get fooled by his raw statistics. I'm not going to lie to you. His raw stats are fantastic. When you complete 77% of your passes, 4,500 yards, 45 to 3 touchdown interception ratio. It is all, phenomenal. All when you this look at looks it. good and fine. <laughs> all this is this nice and fun. And it's like, oh, how could he not be good in New England, right? Wrong. He is a check down merchant. Here's a fun stat <laughs> that I piled for you. 27.6% of his passing attempts were thrown behind the line of scrimmage. 39.4% of his attempts were directly between zero and nine yards. You add those up, that's 67% of his passes thrown within nine yards of the line of scrimmage or behind it. What does that tell me? He is a check down merchant. I do not want him on the Patriots. We already have a quarterback that likes to check the ball down a lot and not take deep shots. We also don't have deep shot weapons. That's why we take MHJ. But nonetheless, I don't think Nix is someone who can elevate talent. He was really good this year in Oregon because of his weapons, the speed around him. Bucky Irving, Troy Franklin, those guys were fantastic. The system and the scheme was perfect for Bo Nix. Don't think he can elevate talent on his own. And yes, if you look at PFF grades, his deep ball might be good. But it was because the guys were wide open. He was throwing the ball a lot down, and the receivers were doing a lot after the catch. That's kind of what I'm talking about. He's just a yak king. Let me just, just for the sake of it, because for the most part, I'm with you. I, look, third round, sure, throw a dart. Let me just play devil's advocate, just because, before we get to this next statistic, which is more evidence in, in the department of, eh, this could be you know, a bit of an overrated prospect. Is it the offense? And, and what I mean by that is, and I don't want to compare him to another Oregon quarterback, but when Justin Herbert came out, everybody was like, this offense stinks. They run a lot of screens. We don't even know what he is. And you see him in the NFL, and he can do it all. Now, Bo Nix does not have the arm talent yeah, of Justin Herbert. Yeah, just want to Herbert. get that out there. Yeah, which is why I, that, I, I'm including that. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I don't think he's as good as some people think, but maybe he's not as bad as people. Like that that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a franchise guy. I just I do wonder if you put him in an NFL offense, can he execute or not? I don't think we know the answer to that. No, yeah, and that's a good point. But like I just want to show another statistic that backs my point of him being a checkdown merchant. 
Let's look at the top six quarterbacks. Average depth of target is compiled by PFF, a lot of people. Um, and this is on an average throw. How deep do they throw it down the field? Drake May is a gunslinger. He leads these top six quarterbacks with an average depth of target of 11.0. Penix being there doesn't surprise anyone. Jaden doesn't either. I was a little surprised that J.J. McCarthy was above Caleb Williams. Williams little... I'm not that surprised because Caleb Williams' receivers this year kind of sucked. Yeah. But <laughs> he these... lost Jordan Addison. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a little surprising uh, that McCarthy's a little higher. But uh, when the few times they would throw, uh, they would take some shots sometimes. But the reason why I brought this up, you see the other five guys that are potential first-round picks, J.J., fringe, first, second-round guy, they're all 2.4 at least more on an average depth of target. Bo Nix averaged 6.8 yards down the field when he threw the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's just more evidence that, listen, is it good to take the check down at times? Absolutely. But I just think he's a product of that offense and the weapons they have. I don't know if he could lead an offense. And, listen, we have quarterbacks right now, as I'll say again, that are very similar in that way of, checking it down, and you just see that it's not easy to drive the ball down the field consistently when you constantly just look for the check down right away. And to me, you mentioned that high completion percentage from this year at Oregon. You guys like to say that Drake May is another Mitch Trubisky slash Mac Jones. To me, the person you should be saying it about is Bo Nix. Yeah, here's my kind of like current analysis on Bo Nix, and you guys let us know, should the Patriots draft him at 34, type D for draft or P for pass, uh, get your votes in in the chat. And I know Rolly's a hard pass here. Um, and I would not take him in the top 35, and here's why. I view Bo Nix as like a really good NFL backup. You don't take that in the top 35. You, you That's like a, like if you take a quarterback in the fourth round, you're like, all right, we think he'll be a really good backup. Maybe he becomes a starter down the road and surprises us. Like when the Cowboys took Dat Prescott, they probably they liked his leadership, his intangibles, all that stuff coming out of Mississippi State, the mobility. I don't think they ever thought he, he'd become a high-level starter. He did, and hey, good for them. It worked out. But that's in the fourth round. Like That's not in the top 35 for inch round one guy, and Dane Brugler saying he could go in the first round. Um, I think the Patriots have too many needs to fill to take a shot on Knicks in the second round. I could buy into it in the third round if he's sitting there, but listen, if you go Marvin in the first round and a guy like Michael Penix isn't there in the second round, maybe you just don't go quarterback, man. Maybe you sign a bridge guy like Russell Wilson or uh, a Jacoby Brissett, get through next season, plug as many other holes as you can, and then maybe you strike in 2025. So we'll see what happens here. Um, Rolly and I are not on the Bo Nix can be a franchise quarterback train. Maybe some of you guys are. Let us know in the chat. Uh, but, uh, again, spam the comments. N-E. Let's get more draft content out of you guys. Need 200 comments on today's show. I'm Harrison Graham. He's Nick Roloff. We'll see you next time here on Patriots Today.